0: It is Thursday, March 17th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, T. Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. And mere seconds before recording this podcast today, what did you tell me?
1: Where's your green or why don't you have any green?
0: Right. I just, I totally forgot. So I had to grab the, uh, this hat here. There you go. I have no idea. It's like what a, it is.
1: Li- it's like a lime green. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Oakland green. You know, yep. show a little support to our people out there that have been uh, on some dire times as of late. It's <laughs> probably going to yeah. get more dire here in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. Have uh, a shout out, Oakland. So,
0: uh, back in my college days at Miami University, we used to have Green Beer Day. So people were, it was just, it was a de facto holiday. Nobody was going to class. People were just, it was a mess. It St. Was Patrick's
1: awful. Day brings out, like, that in some people. You know what I mean? The freakiness? I used to have some good times in spring training uh, in St. Patrick's Day. But, you know, like, you only can really do one thing, just drink. I know. Just the be responsible. No offense. The food's not great.
0: No. Just be responsible. That's all we care about. You can go Please. have your good time. Just be responsible. Please. Let's responsibly get through a few questions here on baseball today. Let's start with the big news that Freddie Freeman – Has a new home. He'll be a Los Angeles Dodger for the next six years, gathering 162 million bucks. Does this now make L.A. the clear favorite to make it to the World Series from the National League?
1: I think they're the favorite, but I don't think it's clear-cut. How about that? Can I say that? Absolutely. And I think that's really good for baseball um, because this lineup is – I mean, I think Passon put out a tweet last night, one of the best he's ever seen in his 20 years covering. I tend to agree with him. They've kind of been that way in the last five or six years, like consistently putting out juggernaut lineups. But we got a couple of teams that can compete with them. And the New York Mets, who are one of them, did that with the snap of a finger. Stevie, Uncle Stevie comes in. he say what you want about him. He's got him in a really good position. I believe the Braves are right there with him. So we have we have three or four juggernaut teams that are going to go out. I do think they are the favorite. Vegas has them as the bed, uh, the betting odds favorite. Um, but it's nice to say, like, no, they're not just going to run away with it. They got to go compete with some really good teams.
0: How does he change their lineup, in your opinion?
1: He's not just adding an extra, like, bat. It's, it's an elite bat. To be able mm-hmm. to get on base at a 40% clip, I mean, just think about what that does to the opposing team. You got another guy that's just going to be on base basically every other time. And over the season, I mean, the runs that this lineup can generate and they're going to need to generate. It's What's weird is I I was kind of like around Dodgers Twitter or just baseball Twitter. And I don't know if people are hating on the Dodgers lineup, but they keep saying like they're just this expensive lineup is going to go out in the first round of the playoffs again. I don't see that happening this year, people,
0: but, but we don't know. I mean, that's the, it, this is the sport where it's the biggest crapshoot. You don't know you could run into a couple of hot pitchers in a short series. I mean, you want to make sure you get one of those top right. two seeds. So you don't have to play that first round and burn your pitching. Um, you know, I make them the NL West favorites again, I, as I've done yeah. every year of seemingly the last decade, I've been right most of the time last year was not courtesy of the giants. I would make them the National League favorite. But at the same time, they get to October and they get an interesting matchup. I'm not, I am not—I can't say they're printing their World Series ticket just because the, the sport's too strange. But this is the first time, only the fourth time ever, where we've had four MVPs on the same team. And three are still in their prime. I still consider Freddie Freeman to be oh, in his prime even at age three,
1: We got Mookie, we got Freddie, we got Kershaw, and we got Bellinger.
0: Yeah. Yep. If
1: Belly, I mean, dude, if Belly comes back, look out.
0: I mean, this allows Bellinger to just continue to slide down the order and just, you know, it's not – usually when you have a guy like Cody Bellinger on your team, even if he's struggling, you still have to stick him right in the middle of the lineup, and you just pray that he finds it. In this lineup, you stick him at the bottom, you say, we'll be here when you're ready.
1: If this lineup's a joke.
0: Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be strange looking at Freddie Freeman in Dodger blue?
1: No, I think he's going to look beautiful. The do- I've said this before somewhere. I don't know. Uh, Dodgers blue, like the Dodgers uniform, looks good on everybody. Yeah, that's true. It's one of those uniforms.
0: Iconic. Yeah. And by the way, I, I do want to quickly – he is the second guy that I can remember, an iconic player for a franchise, wins a World Series – Has a little bit of a contract issue, migrates west. Albert Pujols, it didn't work out the way he wanted, nor the team wanted in Anaheim. Do you have any concerns that the same thing could happen with Freddie Freeman?
1: No, because Artie Moreno is not the owner of the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't care. The Dodgers. But at the same time, and and the Angels, the Angels aren't the same organization as the Dodgers. They're just not.
0: I agree with all that. But Albert Pujols also didn't. Albert Pujols was never the machine in Anaheim. He had some really solid years, but never yeah. any eye popping years.
1: I think Freddie, the way he plays his swing, I think he'll be elite for at least a couple more years. We'll see how it, you know he ages. I think he should age fine. I mean, people are doing it better and better every single year this year, uh, uh, nowadays. So I have a lot of faith in Freddie, and I and clearly too. the Dodgers do too.
0: I mean, I'll be shocked if every year he's not flirting with a 900
1: OPS and
0: just continues to be great. I just they're going to
1: be able to rest him a lot. I mean, I know Pujols got had DH, but he played a lot of first base to my knowledge when he first went over there. Yeah. I think they're going to be smart about the way they put people on the field. The DH is going to be a rest position for the entire league, basically.
0: Yep, I think it helps. All right, so let's move on to the teams at least one team that missed out on Freddie Freeman and they also missed out on Seiya Suzuki, and that's the Boston Red Sox. There are reports that they are going uh, full court press now on Trevor Story. Do they need to sign him in order to stay competitive in the AL East?
1: I'm just looking at their roster right now, and Trevor Story, like, there's a way you could fit him in there, and he would make their team better, and it would make them more competitive in the AL East. But I, I just don't really see it happening. Really, and I don't think. I don't think they get him. I really don't. Doesn't that seems like a Something that's dreamt up, but not, I think he wants to play short stuff. How about that? Well, that's the bottom line, but to answer your question, it would help them. But I think with sale missing some time, kind of looking at what they're doing, I think a a starter would be better. There's just not a lot of starters out there. They'd have to go to the A's, my guys, and go steal Mm -hmm. some people. I think that's probably a better, that would help them compete a little bit more uh, with the Blue Jays and the Rays who are going to raise and, and, and the Yankees, I think right now, Yankees, Red Sox are kind of right there in that like third spot in the AL East. So for me, pitching, starting pitching is probably a better place for them to go.
0: So, you know, if you ask the question, are the Red Sox better if you add Trevor Story and have him play second base? Absolutely. He's a better player than Christian Arroyo. Um, the thing that would scare me a little bit is the Coors Field effect with him in particular. You're talking about a guy who has a 972 career OPS, of course. What do you think it is on the road?
1: It's in the sevens, I think, isn't it?
0: Seven fifty-two. That's a 220 point dip. Now I can live with a hundred point dip. I could probably be, be talked into a hundred fifty point dip. You're talking about a 220 point OPS dip. Now you get to Fenway; it's still
1: very hitter friendly, right? Well, we actually talked about this with Trevor Story on our podcast. Okay. And he had some interesting thoughts. He opened my eyes a little bit to this. He's saying, you know, when you're in Colorado, <clears throat> you're seeing breaking balls, and they just don't break the same way. I mean, that's kind of what how the Coors' effects works. You know, everything's a little flatter there. The ball carries a little bit more. He said, so it made the adjustment period for him really tough on the road. You go to a road city, and now you're facing a team and full of guys that have good breaking balls, and they're just moving more. So they're doing – they started to do stuff like the, like the jugs machine, pitching machines dialed up with a nasty slider just so they could get their eyes trained. But he said, it wasn't the ball traveling further or anything like that. It was just the way balls mood was different series to series. And I think a guy like him who is a notorious hard worker. And if you just talk to him for a little bit, you get this energy. He if he gets one place for and, and, and everything's kind of moving the same, like he's just not in cores, I think the adjustment will be better. I don't think he's a 750 OPS guy. I think he's an 850 OPS guy, and that's really, really good in today's game.
0: Okay, that's a great explanation. It's uh, It makes sense. Uh, I agree with you on the pitching front, we'll, we'll touch on sale momentarily. Um, but still, you look at the overall lineup, right? They got good. rid of Hunter Renfro, and he had a monster year there last year. So you're relying – a lot on the right side of the infield that it's Arroyo and Dalback. could they be good could Dalback be the power guy that they expect him to be there first could yeah good but they have they definitely have some question marks right the left side of that infield is stacked it's awesome
1: I, I think JD is going to be JD I think uh, Verdugo I think is going to take another big step forward this year they have it they have a solid squad and, you know I think it's just that pitching depth there. They have Pavetta and Ivaldi kind of at the top of the rotation. Pavetta really shined in the playoffs. Like he had some of the some real big moments for them. Um, and then they're trying to stretch out uh, how and Whitlock. So that's I've always I question that always. Hey, like, real quickly,
0: did am I nuts or did Pavetta move on?
1: No, Pavetta's here. He's there. I okay. mean, yeah, he's he's scheduled number two right now behind Ivaldi. Okay. Right. And I, I like Pivetta, I think he can be a solid middle of the rotation guy. Mm-hmm. So I, that's – it's just really hard to get starting pitching.
0: Yes, it is. It is. Now let's move on to the head scratcher of all head scratchers. Chris Bryant, seven years, 182 to the Colorado Rockies. Are you confused?
1: I think I, along with many, many baseball people – I'm confused. I, I don't. I don't really understand. But you know what's funny is the rumors all along were like they, they're trying to get an impact bat. They're trying to get an impact bat. But and they why? Keep saying we're, they keep because uh, front office keeps saying they don't believe this is a teardown down uh, roster. They believe they're closer to contention than everyone thinks. But I don't know. I mean, poof. They were going to finish
0: fourth with Chris Bryant. They're going to finish. They could have finished fourth. Without him. I
1: told you I'm confused, bro. I, I, don't, I don't understand. They, and they gave him a bag. I'm happy for Bryant. This is great for sure. him. A lot of people are saying, hey, he's going to have two years there, then he's gone. I don't know what that does for him. What, what does well, that do for the Rockies? Hold on. He, he's got a full no trade. Exactly. So, listen, here's, here's my other theory. You want to go? You want to put your tinfoil cap on?
0: I, I think you and I are thinking the same thing.
1: I think the Monforts. Don't want to own a baseball team anymore. Ooh. And maybe they said, let's get a star. This is complete conjecturing, by the way. I'm just saying that. I've seen this happen in Miami before. Let's go get a star, sell the team in a couple years, get out of this. What do you think?
0: That's not what I was thinking. Okay. Um,
1: I have to be honest. Complete conjecture, people.
0: Chris Bryant is an awesome baseball player. Okay. I don't see star. I don't. He's a star. Definitely not.
1: Well, I mean, it's in what regard?
0: I don't think people are lining up at the box office to see him. I think he's that's an true. extremely steady player. That's true. I don't think he wows you. That doesn't, this isn't a shot at him. I think that consistency is something that is so appreciated in this sport that sometimes it goes unnoticed. And I think that that's what he is. I think he's extremely consistent, but I don't think kids are like, hell yeah, we're rolling to go see Chris Bryant today. I think they're saying it for Fernando Tatis. I think they're saying it for Juan Soto. I think they're saying it for a lot of good young players. I don't think Chris Bryant has that wow factor.
1: You know, well, I I, I agree with you there. And, And another reason for that is his big years, his superstar years were his first three years in Chicago. And so you give that to, the city of Chicago, and they know you as a superstar. That doesn't translate when you go to the Rockies. They're like, oh, yeah, he he won in Chicago, but I agree. People are not lining up to see Chris Bryant. I don't know if that's what they're thinking. They want to sell more tickets with him. Uh, Surely he's going to provide a little bit more energy to the fan base, but it's definitely a confusing move. Maybe they're not done. Maybe they have some things going and they, I mean, because if you make this move and you just stay stagnant, then everyone's kind of like laughing. So, what
0: you. do they do now that they had a, a Nick Castellanos? Do they try they to like, get Kenley Jansen at the end of that bullpen? Like, this is not, that's not. Now, I'll eat my words if those two guys come sign on the dotted hey, line. But if t- this <laughs> is it, but if this is it, then yeah, it I makes know. zero sense whatsoever. I'm tr-
1: I'm trying to, like, make sense of it and be on Colorado's side yeah. a little bit here, uh, and I can't really get there. I'm not trying. only that,
0: it bums me out as a baseball fan because I wanted to see Chris Bryant be able to change a pennant race. That's not going to happen all, here.
1: I mean, he might. I mean, he has a no-trade clause. If he's just sitting there like, dude, losing 100 games sucks, get me out of here.
0: Listen, it's a I curious have no problem with, with Chris Bryant wanting to get paid. People will say, well, why, why doesn't he want to go get Here He already got a ring. Like good ring
1: and an MVP. Well, See ya.
0: Yeah, exactly. Go, go set yourself up. for. Here's the other thing. He might put up some monstrous numbers there and if he's able to stay healthy at the end of a career, what are we talking about?
1: Let's pump the brakes there a little bit.
0: No, I, I'm just saying that if he has five to six amazing years out there and stays healthy, yeah, and you compile numbers; it's just a possibility. I'm just saying. Who's he?
1: What's he at right now? You're you're making me look at some stuff now. What do we got? I don't know. 167 homers. Four, I mean, okay, you said six good years, six of yeah, 40. That's 240. You would have that. to get well over 400, 400 home runs
0: to even be a part of the discussion. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's a long. No way.
1: offense to Chris. Chris is. You should go to the Phillies, bro. Fuck.
0: All right uh jock to san francisco on a one-year deal eddie rosario returns to atlanta on a two-year contract which postseason hero will have a bigger impact this season
1: i love both these guys you know that i'm probably a little bit biased towards eddie here but i think he'll end up having more of an impact i think they're very comparable hitters they are I believe jocks like 112 OPS plus uh Eddie's like 108 I think I looked that up my bad stats. Uh the reason I'll give the nod to Eddie and then I'll swing back and throw a little love on Jock. I think Eddie even though defensive metrics don't love him like some do some don't I'd prefer if I'm picking between Jock and Eddie I'd prefer Eddie Rosario in the outfield defensively. Mm-hmm. Yep. He can make some really good plays. I know there's been some gaffes. I've seen it. I played with this guy. Uh but I I've this is one of those times where I, like, don't love defensive metrics. I believe that he's a, at, least, at least a solid player out there. He'll have some goose, but he'll make some really good plays as well. So I'll give the nod to him. Uh, both these guys are streaky hitters. Uh, they seemingly come up big in clutch moments, just like they did in the playoffs for the Braves last year. They're both, like, sauce bosses. Like, when they have a big moment, they make it really memorable. I think Coach Ballgame calls these guys, like, ooh and ah guys. Like, they have big moments, like, and the highlights are – exceptional from these guys so i love both the players but i'll say eddie has a bigger impact
0: me too till we get to jock tober and then right so jock's really interesting he was a negative war player last year during the regular season he had an ops plus of 93 which is below average not that eddie rosario lit it up because he stunk the first few months in cleveland i i thought he was gonna be better with with, with Mike. he was team. really
1: good with atlanta though
0: he was fantastic well over 900 ops and they both lit it up when the playoffs came. Obviously, Rosario, the first two rounds, was just you couldn't get him out. But overall, we're talking about Jock Peterson has played almost 80 career playoff games, has well over an 800 OPS, has a dozen postseason homers. So the hope is for San Francisco that he gets into the playoffs and then gets that critical knock. Right. And that's I, I think that that's what you're hoping Peterson,
1: on. I don't think I don't think you give him I don't think you give him six million bucks saying he's going to get a big hit in the postseason.
0: Well, I mean, listen, the thing is, they've got a lot of left-handed outfield sticks. I, know. I mean, a ton of them, right? They've got Duggar, they've got Yastremski, they've got Wade. So they've got guys yeah. that are already, he's going to fill a very specific role, right? He's always mashed right-handers, can't hit against lefties. And then when we get to October, you unleash the monster.
1: Let I, think him do that's, his thing. I think you just hit it. What you said right there. I mean, I know they have a lot of lefties, but he can mash righties.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both he and Rosario, they're very similar. They're Although very
1: similar. Jock's numbers, I, I are were a little wavy last year. I think he even hit lefties better last year. How about that? He did, but that strange. Was a, that was a weird thing. You know, he's the pinch hitting aspect of the game is going to be few and far between now. Yep. I mean, it's 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 cure I'm I'm interested to see how these. National league managers, if they can get away from that mindset and how are they going to get away from that mindset? It's going to be, it's going to be cool to see.
0: So, you know what it's going to be, it's going to be, how do we maximize guys over between 110 and 130 games, right? Like we don't want to expose guys. We want to play to their strengths. How do we, I mean, we're talking about numbers. They are going to be boiling it down to the nth degree. These little pushers.
1: Sorry about this base or football reference. It's like running backs in the NFL now. Like you don't just – workhorses are few and far between. They like Uh keeping guys fresh, and I think that's kind of coming to – even like outfields. Like you're going to have – if you have four outfielders, five outfielders on your roster, it's a rotation. Keeping Uh guys fresh, you have the DH spot. We're going to see that a lot more. And I don't know if I love that, but that's just the way the game's going. Yes, it is. We mentioned Chris
0: Sale earlier. He's going to miss opening day. Stress fracture in his rib because he has missed so much time in recent years are you concerned we won't ever see the dominant chris sale again
1: he's one guy like i just won't say he's not going to be dominant again he's just kind of like a different type of pitcher you don't see guys that look like him so if he's healthy at all his stuff is still gonna play i mean i'm looking even in these down years uh 2019 he had a four four- year but he still struck out 13 and a half per nine. Well, that's the year
0: he ended up having Tommy John.
1: Twenty twenty one to comes back. He's still at 11 per nine. Like the guy can still strike batters out. Yes. So do I want him? I mean, prime sale was something different. He's not going to be prime sale, but I believe he can be very, very effective just because it's a completely different look than you ever see. It's it's not a normal pitcher coming at you. And he can play that to his benefit for, for many years to come, in my opinion.
0: So he's about to turn 33 at the end of the month.
1: It's not that old, bro.
0: It's not that old, but you don't get healthy. There's 40-year-old
1: pitchers out there right
0: now. I know, but once you start having stuff, it just doesn't stop. And so I think that if bought I think if you could ask but He had Boston, TJ in
1: 2019?
0: Yeah, and remember, he missed like two full years.
1: This is a baby now. It's a baby.
0: Okay. let We'll see. I always... At the beginning of his career, and I used to text Brzezinski about this, I was like, I think he's going to throw a pitch and all of a sudden, like he's going to break on the mound. Like <laughs> he's skinny, he was, bro. right. He was like, listen, you got to get past that. He's just, he's a freak. Like he's, there's never been anybody built like him and you just got to roll with it. And so just accept it. And I did for a long time. I mean, he, the guy's got seven top six Cy Young finishes, seven in a row. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah. He's not going to be the guy who struck out 308 batters five years ago in a season. That's not happening. But if they if he could give them 25 starts where he is maybe not peak Chris Sale, but 85 percent Chris Sale, they'll sign up for that right now.
1: Oh, my gosh. 85 percent Chris Sale is is a, a a one or a two still. Yeah, but I'm just so. talking about
0: 25 starts, you know, like if you start getting down to 21, 22 starts in a year, then you're putting your team at jeopardy.
1: I try to make a point every time I talk on this show. Here's my point. This guy is different. He has a gold stat on his baseball reference page. For those of of you who don't know what that means, that means an all-time leader in the category. Strikeouts to walks. He's the all-time leader in that category with 5.33 strikeouts per walk. The guy is different.
0: He's different. He is different. All right. uh, Before we get out of here, how was the queen's birthday? Oh, gosh, we had a great day
1: yesterday. I don't want to like throw it all out there, but we, we went, we got a couple's massage. Uh, We went to a store and, and, you know, maybe I got her a little something extra for her birthday. We had a nice dinner at El Pistayo, which is a nice little Italian joint down in Beverly Hills. It was, it was nice. Was she happy? And thank you for the birthday wishes. She she appreciated that.
0: Did you pass that along to her? Of course I did. Or did you say no? Did I you just did. pass? No. No.
1: Okay. She loves you. Oh, that's very sweet of her. In like a really friendly way. You're in the friend zone.
0: Uh, yeah, of course I am. Holy yeah. smokes. I'm in the friend zone with Michelle, I think, too. Right? <laughs> that's a different topic. Different topic. All right. Uh Anything else coming up on John Boy Media I should be aware of?
1: Yeah, we got another show tomorrow. Me and you, how about that? Yeah, Five days a week, we're doing this thing. Talking baseball, I think, is returning to three days a week soon. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it, man.
0: Uh, Latest episode of the Rose Rotation, I was able to sit down our two nutty relievers as part of this family, Jerry Blevins and Pete Moylan. We talk a ton about bullpen life, stories, farts, fights.
1: Dude, I roomed with Peter. That was – it's not fun. I'm sure. Holy
0: smokes! He must have gotten gassed out of there.
1: He's a snorer too.
0: Oh, so's Blevins. And I told the story on the podcast about how you we were in we weren't in, in the pitchers, same room, man. and I could still hear him.
1: These pitchers, no respect. That's basically what I think of when I think of pitchers—just zero respect.
0: I don't know what you do. I, I thank God Michelle doesn't snore. Olivia doesn't snore, does she?
1: No, no, no. I do actually. Look here. Let me make an announcement. On Baseball Today, signed a nice deal with John boy be back for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Sequence is coming back.
0: Yes. Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. I'll have an announcement for for that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You leave some dough for the rest of us. I couldn't leave you behind, bro. No, thank you. Me and you have something
0: special. I hear you brother. I hear you. Well, listen, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, who we found out when he's hanging at the John Boy Media Compound. Man likes to have a good time.
1: He's something different too. Him and Chris Sale, different.
0: Yeah, they they built different. (laughs) Kind of the same, but built different. Uh, We will see you again on Friday's edition of Baseball Today. We'll see you then.